0: Hello, friends, and welcome to Wednesday Night Dinner. Alright, hello everyone. Uh, welcome to the Wednesday Night Dinner, the Catholic Turks podcast. I'm your host, William Pellegrino.
1: I'm your other host, Sarah Hall.
0: And this or tonight's podcast is sponsored by the Snacrasty, providing CSC students with nourishment all throughout the semester and especially through finals week. And so tonight, I want to offer a special introduction to our guest, Hannah. Hannah, say hello.
2: Hey guys, how's it going?
0: And so, <laughs> Hannah, what do you do here at the CSC? What's going on?
2: That's a great question, Will. So I'm the team director for the FOCUS team here at the CSC. Um, So FOCUS is the Fellowship of Catholic University Students, and we're on-campus Catholic missionaries serving all of the students here. Um, So I lead the team, and I serve the students and do the best I can, leading Bible studies, doing discipleships, all of those kinds of things.
0: Yeah, And for new people here, how long have you been here for? Your first year, second year? So I've been...
2: I've been a missionary at the University of Maryland for two years now. This is my second year, but I've been with Focus for four. Nice.
0: Excellent, 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 excellent. So, Sarah, I think that we (laughs) could just roll right into our typical high-low-G moments. So, I don't know if you want to get us started off.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, So, Hannah, you know exactly how high-low-G modes work because you lead some Bible studies, but we'll get into that a little bit later (laughs) in the episode. Um, but okay. I'll start with mine. I would. Okay. I'm going to start with my low for the week. Cause get out of the way. Like I'm going to do every single time. Um, my low was probably Wednesday. Um, it was the first day of finals week and I had three finals that day. And that evening I was working on like one of my take home finals. Um, and it was just a little bit rough. It was a bit of a rough time. Um, And yeah, so Wednesday was not so great. However, um, that kind of leads into my God moment for the week. Um, because while I was, I was actually working on that final down at the CSC. Um, and in this like one moment where I was feeling especially just like discouraged with all of it, um, I ended up going over to the chapel and just sitting there for 30 minutes and just kind of sitting in silence, sitting with Jesus Um, it ended up helping a ton, um, went back and I felt significantly better just like going back into that exam, which was like totally awesome. And then, oh, what's my high for the week? Um, let's see. Ooh. Um, okay. After. All of my finals are done. I guess this is like a looking forward to kind of high, but after all my finals are done, we, um, a couple of my friends and I, um, just like my roommates and stuff, we're going to uh, make Christmas cookies and I'm very excited about that. So that'll be a really good time. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, Will, do you want to go next or Hannah, would you like to go?
0: Yeah. Sure, Uh, I guess I'll go ahead and go next. So I'll also start with low. you best to get the bad news out first. There's a couple contenders for it. I'll give an honorable mention to five minutes ago where Chris <laughs> called me a swine over text and the lamest of the lame. Like, I was a little bit of a culture shock. But I think the <laughs> biggest low of the week was... So a long story short, I was indirectly exposed to someone with COVID, so I went home a little bit early. And so one of the things is in my house, I live in the basement, which is, you know, as spacious as it can be. The issue is that when going to take a shower, it's very cold down in the basement. And so I have a (laughs) motto in saying that cold's okay, wet's okay, but cold and wet is absolutely miserable. And so getting adjusted (laughs) to the getting out of the shower and then getting into the cold basement is my low of the week because... I like being warm and then getting in that cold environment. So that was my low moment for the week. Uh, In terms of my high moment of the week, I'd have to say that before I left, my roommates and I, we had kind of one final Mario Kart hurrah. I enjoy playing Mario Kart. It's my favorite game ever. So we had one final hurrah where we played for like three hours straight or something like that of just playing back and forth, we got like order in and whatnot, and it was kind of a really good way to be able to finish out the semester with all of us together. And so that was great. That was definitely the high moment of my week. And as for my God moment, I'd say that despite like today, I just got word that I can leave my room, I can go out and to the rest of my house again. Yay. But being in there <laughs> since Tuesday, basically being in quarantine, is it allowed for a lot of moments of silent prayer to come in there because let's be real what should i do study for finals in my room absolutely not that'd be (laughs) no no we're not doing that so it allows an opportunity it allowed an opportunity for silent prayer to come in like an actual want of prayer because i find like sometimes it's an issue of like having to force myself to do prayer and like keeping up with it but during this week was kind of a want to do prayer and a want to be in prayer so that was really nice and so that leaves us Hannah. What was your H L and G moment for the week?
2: Amazing, <laughs> thanks, Will. Um, my H L and G, my my low this week has definitely just been seeing everybody leave slowly. It's really sad to have to say goodbye to people again and again for the next five weeks. Um, yeah, so that's been hard, just watching, watching people go. But my high has been, um. On Wednesday, there were a bunch of us that had this incredible plan to go to Dairy Queen. And and that plan in itself was going to be a high until we get halfway to Dairy Queen. And we get a a call from Father Conrad that says, Dairy Queen's closed. And my instinct was, Father Conrad, I don't believe you. I think you want all the Dairy Queen for yourself. But he assured us that Dairy Queen was in fact closed. Not that he had bought the last blizzard in town. And... It was a high because we then stopped at a grocery store, got a bunch of sundae toppings. Father Conrad came in clutch with all of the ice cream we needed, and we had a make-your-own-sundae experience at the CSC, just chilling on the couches, tried to build a fire, didn't quite work out, but we still had a great time eating a whole bunch of ice cream on Wednesday night. So that was a definite high, just getting to experience that community. Um, God moment from this week? Not confined to a moment, but a handful of moments over the past week or so, I have just been so reassured by the Lord as to how much he loves me. And yeah, there have just been so many moments over the past week where he is telling me that he clearly knows my heart in the little things from having photo shoots in the snow to the fact that there even was snow. That was amazing. <laughs> and I got to scrape my car before I left in the morning. I'm a New England girl through and through. So that was the best. Um, <laughs> got to see some really old friends for the first time in a long time so Mm. that was really special Uh, yeah just all of these ways throughout the past week that jesus has has told me that he knows me and he loves me and i get to just delight in that so kind of a handful of moments but that's what it was amazing (laughs) oh
0: Oh, out of curiosity what flavor ice cream did you have for your sundays
2: (laughs) um (laughs) To be honest, well, there was a mix of four, because there okay. was a chocolate Neapolitan carton that had milk, dark, and regular chocolate. Ooh! And then oh, that's good. there was also okay. a cookie dough. I hear that's Father Conrad's fr- favorite, so that's why it was nice. present. Uh, combine that with some crushed Oreos, some M and M's, whipped cream, maraschino cherries. It was it was an ordeal
0: that's that's the good that's the good stuff right there. <laughs> absolutely also also super jealous y'all got snow. I live down here in good old Southern Maryland down down south, and we just got rain down here. so I'm super <laughs> oh, excited no. to hear that you all got snow up there, and that was really nice.
1: You know, my family's up in Frederick, and I got a text from my mom this morning, and she was like, "Did you guys get more snow last night? We just got some more. And I don't mm-hmm. think it was too much. I think it was less than an inch, but Apparently my sisters woke up and were very excited, um, and I was like, "No, I think I think it was just kind of cold here. It didn't do much."
0: <laughs> yes,
2: it was tragic. My mom at home in Boston was like, "We got a foot yesterday, and we're gonna get another foot tomorrow. How much did you get?" And I was like, "Oh, two inches,
1: maybe." We're <laughs> doing the best we can in Maryland. <laughs> okay, so speaking of snow, that kind of reminds me. It was like kind of nice to get a little bit into like the christmas spirit which hannah that's actually kind of what we wanted to talk to you about because i know um you are leading a bible study you help some people lead some bible studies um and the past couple of weeks have been a little bit getting into the season of things so i was wondering if you could mm-hmm. kind of like Tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah, absolutely. So the past couple
2: of weeks in Bible study, we've done a three-part series on Advent, um, specifically on the three comings of Christ. And so the first week, we covered the second coming of Christ and just talking about when the Lord comes again, how will we, we be ready for it? Will our hearts be prepared to receive him? Um, and how are we living each day being prepared to receive him? And then in the second week, we talked about the first coming of Christ, um, specifically when, when the Lord was born uh, on Christmas, the first time. <laughs> and what, what it was like for people to experience that for the first time. And so we just talked a lot about our first impressions of God and what it was like to understand who God was for the first time um, and how that's kind of changed our lives. And then this past week we talked about the middle coming of Christ and that is when we get to encounter the Lord every day um, in our own hearts and also in the sacrifice of the Mass every day and just how are we prepared kind of overall uh, over the course of our lifetime for the final coming of Christ but also how are we living every day with the end in mind um, but also realizing that we get to experience the coming of Christ every day. I love that. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Uh, I can say, um, full disclosure, I was a participant, not in Hannah's Bible study. I was in Maggie's Bible study for um, these past couple of weeks, but it has been, like, super cool and, like, a really cool way to, like, get into the Christmas season. Um, Something that uh, Father Conrad has said a couple of times this year is, like, Christmas hasn't started yet. It's Advent. Um, And I kind of rolled my eyes at that at first because I just wanted to, like, put up a Christmas tree. Uh, (laughs) But... (laughs) Like, it has been really cool just to, like, kind of think about that and, like, reflect and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but, Hannah, is there any, like, was there one particular, um, one in particular of the three advents that, like, you just, like, found especially, like, I guess cool? If <laughs> if there's any other better word for it, I don't know. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um It honestly was a subject that I have not spent much time studying before. So it was amazing to get to experience it for the first time with the girls in my Bible study. I think I really loved the first coming of Advent uh, Bible study on the second coming of Christ. (laughs) That was very confusing, but it was the first week of Bible study and it was on the final coming of Christ. Um, because we were talking grand scheme about how we are prepared for that. And I think so frequently it's easy to say when, when I get there, I'll be ready. Or tomorrow I'll work more at getting better at this thing or preparing myself better for Jesus. But today I just kind of want to take it easy. I want to rest a little bit. Um, but it was beautiful to to get to experience that time of preparation in my hearts and say, okay but what if that were tomorrow or what if that were today, then, then what would that look like for me? And would I be ready to meet Jesus or not? And just get to kind of live this advent with that consistent examination of conscience in my mind um, has been amazing. And to wake up every morning and say, Jesus, if I were to meet you tonight, would I be ready for you? And what can I do today to get there? Um, and then to go to bed every night and say, Lord, I, I trust that I am one step closer to getting ready to meet you um, on Christmas this year, but also when I get to meet you face-to-face. Um, so that that was really cool, and it's been an amazing theme to get to carry for the past couple of weeks is just this time of preparation and being able to say, how am I preparing myself for the Lord every day and in every minute of every day? It's such a continual process. It doesn't just culminate in this one thing on the 25th of December every year, but Yeah, as much as I also love the Christmas trees and the peppermint mochas (laughs) and all of these celebratory things, the time of preparation should also be an internal celebration because each day we're moving one step closer to the Lord. So that's kind of been the the best (laughs) point of it all has been this amazing time of preparation. And we started off with this question too. When was the time that you had to wait a long time for something that was going to be really good?
0: Oh, yeah.
2: How did you get yourself there? And that's been the theme of Advent so far. has been, I'm waiting so long for something really good, <laughs> but the waiting is going to be amazing as well.
1: Yeah. Oh, oh my goodness. I love that. <laughs> okay. Because nobody listening is actually in the room talking um, and like recording this. Right now, <laughs> Hannah just got so excited saying all of that, and it was oh, honestly the goodness. best thing ever. It made me so happy. Yeah. Um <laughs>
0: Hannah, I got to ask, in addition to, like, the overarching theme and a really beautiful testimony there, did you have any particular—we were under our God moments, like, a little while back, but were there any particular, like, moments, like, within these three studies that really, like, shown to you, at least within your group or, like, what you've seen in other Bible studies?
2: Absolutely. There, there have been so many. In the second Bible study, on the first coming of Christ, <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> we,
2: read from Isaiah and Isaiah is one of my favorite prophets of the Bible. He just we read him on Christmas Eve and on Christmas Day, and he is just one of the biggest romantics. I absolutely love it. <laughs> but he's kind of that turning point in the Old Testament as well, where we get to go from like the fire and brimstone of the fear of the Lord and all of those things to just being overjoyed with the great gift that Jesus will bring and, and that God can be to us. And so I remember in that Bible study in particular talking about when we all made that switch from viewing God as law-giving, scary father to viewing the Lord as the one who knows us better than anyone else and truly wants to make our hearts come alive— Um, And getting to experience that, especially in this way of saying he's not out of a desire to hold back from us, making us wait for Christmas. He's he's helping us prepare for him out of a desire to help us delight so much more in his goodness. Uh, Getting to experience that was amazing. And and yeah, kind of coming off of a week on the final coming of Christ, getting to talk about. The end is not a scary thing. The end is the best thing because we get to be uh, in complete union with our Lord. Um, And right now we just get to experience. Yeah. Kind of like I was saying in my God moment, we get to experience all of those little ways that he desires to love us and we get to delight in his love for us. Um, Yeah. It was just amazing to get to kind of reframe that in all of our minds.
0: Absolutely. That's incredible. And I felt like hearing the different interpretations of like, with a guy's Bible study, I definitely see like there's parallels to it. There's also differences to it. Like in <laughs> mine, for example, we were talking about the second coming of Christ and why Advent's important because a lot of us think of it as like so the Christmas season, so to speak. <laughs> and I think for a lot of us, we spend a lot of differentiation from because you have two big times of preparation church. You got Lent. You got Advent. and We know, like, Lent is the big one we're preparing for Christ's passion, death, and resurrection. But being able to understand, like, why is Advent its own important, like, preparation time as well? Like, during that second coming, like, why it's still important to this day? I just thought it was absolutely amazing.
2: Mm Yes, me as well. And I've never lived Advent truly this way before. So it's been awesome to get to really just dive into that period of preparation it's
1: been so good yeah I think I think that's something that it's like I've just been hearing around the CSC is that like I don't think anyone has like really like lived Advent this way before or like thought mm-hmm. about living Advent this way before yeah. and like with having the intention that we've been talking about in those Bible studies like in mind so it's been really cool to kind of like Go forward with that
2: yeah absolutely like live the beauty of the church seasons exactly <laughs> the heck? I always Ooh. thought it was just different colors that we got to see at mass <laughs> but <then laughs> getting to experience like the intentionality behind it has been really good
1: yeah, yeah. oh yeah
0: oh cor- <laughs> cor- correct me if I'm wrong this is just a joke I have to throw out there it was Father Conrad, right? Who got like said an Advent calendar and like an Advent wreath <laughs> were the same that thing. That was Father Conrad
1: yes. yes. who said I, an I Advent believe, calendar like, instead of an Advent wreath.
0: <laughs> like a c- calendar's a calendar, but he calls a wreath a calendar, and so I, I just wanted to make sure that I was properly <laughs> mentioning that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think it. I think that was. I think you are correct in that.
0: Let it be known on the record forever for all of you listening. <laughs> Never let them let it down. <laughs> speaking of advent calendars and whatnot, shifting a little bit from Bible studies, author, be curious to hear both of your like favorite Christmas traditions. Like going into all like church traditions and whatnot. What like family Christmas traditions do y'all have?
1: Okay, I have one that like comes to mind right away. Um, so we. Every year since I was little, actually, this is something that my dad and his, my uncle used to do while they were growing up. Um, so every year on Christmas morning, this doesn't have to do with, like, the real meaning of Christmas. This is more of just, like, kind of a fun thing. But um, every year on Christmas morning, our parents make us come downstairs um, whenever they're, like, actually, we can't come down the stairs all the way. We have to sit, like, kind of towards the top of the stairs. Um It's uh, my two sisters and I, and um, we have to wait there. And usually what happens is, like, my dad takes the dogs out. My mom gets her coffee. My dad also gets his coffee. Um, And then um, we still, like I said, to this day, my dad has to go into, like, the living room and check to see if Santa came. (laughs) And then once he checks, then we can go downstairs and like we all like sit around. We open presents. We have like a little like breakfast together as a family. And that's honestly like it's such like a silly little thing, but I'm so happy that we still do it because like okay, I'm like a junior in college and like still sitting on the steps to wait for Santa Claus. Like it's it's just fun, Um, and it's just like one of those like goofy little things that like I'm always just gonna remember and like want to keep with me like as long as I can um and so I think that would be like my favorite tradition tradition kind of thing
2: that's awesome um we have a couple in in my family one of them being we go up to my aunt and uncle's um on Christmas Eve because I have four younger cousins and they really like it when we wake up together on Christmas morning so we go up (laughs) on Christmas Eve we help my aunt and uncle wrap all of their gifts after the kids go to bed on Christmas Eve. Um, and then on on Christmas morning, we, w- we wake up together. But on Christmas Eve, they live on an island in New Hampshire. Uh, Santa comes around on a fire truck on Aww. the island in New Hampshire, and he gives out candy canes. <laughs> so we have to stand outside when we hear the sirens coming around the island. <laughs> In the cold and wait for Santa to get off and give all the kids candy canes. And then he goes back onto the fire truck and, like, visits the rest of the houses. But that's on Christmas Eve. And then on Christmas Day, Santa comes by on a boat because they live on an island and also gives out candy canes. Oh, my gosh. Really make use (laughs) of (laughs) transportation. Uh, But that's one of my favorite Christmas traditions that we still hold. Uh, One of my favorite ones when I was a kid, though, um, we lived in this really old home and had this giant fireplace running right through the middle of our house. And when I was a kid, my dad would always take one of his giant work boots and dip it in the ash from the fireplace and then make footprints on our floor going oh. from the fireplace to the Christmas tree and then back towards the <laughs> cookies and then back to the fireplace and they'd disappear. That's incredible. So it looked like Santa yeah. had walked through our living room and made a mess. And my, my dad would always come downstairs and be like, oh. Santa never cleans up after himself. He just makes a mess of our house and leaves. And I was like, yeah, but he's so fun. <laughs> so that was always one of my favorite things, was to wake up and see the giant footprints of ash on our living room floor.
1: Oh, my goodness. I love that <laughs> so much. <Yeah. laughs> what about you, Will? Do you have any traditions?
0: Uh, Leslie, there's a couple. So there's. Let's see, there's one that happens before Christmas, one that happens on Christmas Eve, and then one that's like kind of a tradition that happens on Christmas Day. So it's funny that Hannah brings up the Santa going on a fire truck across the island <laughs> because down here in good old Calvert County, or at least in the town that I live in, our local fire department does the exact same thing. Santa comes around to all the neighborhoods on a fire truck and hands out all the things that you need. He hands out candy canes hands out coloring books on fire safety, all the good <laughs> things that you need to have a happy a happy Christmas. And so that's kind of the before Christmas tradition. Then on Christmas Eve, we have that every year because na- I live in the back of a neighborhood and there's a lot of lights that go on. So on Christmas Eve, as kids, you get in the back of my dad's pickup truck. And so we'd ride around the neighborhood in the back of a truck being able to look at all the Christmas lights. So that's something we still keep to this day. So now it's myself, my older brother and my younger sister. So now a whole bunch of teenagers to young adults are still climbing in the back of this little pickup truck and riding around the neighborhood (laughs) looking at all the Christmas lights. But still, it's really great, especially a way to kind of appreciate the majesty of things going into Christmas. And then on Christmas Day, there's no real, I'd say for like, the only tradition that we kind of have is with the presents and whatnot, is that I'm a huge fan of like being able to like making piles of people's presents and like (laughs) uh, playing Santa is what they call it like. It's actually to the point where it's, like, I will wake up before everyone else and, like, rush down to the Christmas tree solely so I can make piles of presents for people. That's so cute. (laughs) And, I like, I loved it because we would always do it that how we would open presents is it would be in order. So, like, so people could take pictures and all that. So, let's just say I'd open up my present. And my sister would open up her present, then my mom, then my dad, and all that. And we just keep going around and around and around doing one present at a time. So it's kind of a way to make the gift opening experience last a little bit longer as well. But also, I don't know, that's one of my favorite traditions on Christmas, and one I still hold very near and dear to my heart to this day. (laughs) That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Oh, one thing that I also have to have with Christmas traditions and all that, what is, like, for food? Just a quick thing of food. Favorite food item on Christmas? Just real quick. Pop quiz.
2: Um, um, my favorite food item, so my aunt always makes baked stuffed shrimp. And so they're jumbo shrimp that are stuffed uh, kind of like with a crab cake and they're just I'm from New England so this is a very normal thing for us but
1: (laughs) that is without a doubt one of my favorite things that and her eggnog fantastic um I'd probably say mine is uh my mom's side of the family is Polish and so we make like pierogies kielbasa like a pretty typical like Polish food for Christmas and that's definitely highlight every time
0: I have to say for me is my grandmother makes like a sweet potato dish that's a ring of pineapple on the bottom. Sweet potatoes on the top, and then marshmallows and a cherry in the middle. That's so like a sweet and then you put them in the oven. It's a nice sweet potato dessert, but it's been my favorite ever since I was a kid. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, I just, ha- I just had to go through there because food's important to me. So you got to see yeah. what everyone else's favorite food items are. But unfortunately, I think we're running out of time for today. I think so. I'm sure we could go on tons <laughs> of time about it. But want to say a huge thank you to Hannah for joining us and being able to share your testimonies and your Christmas traditions with us.
1: Thank you so much. (laughs) Absolutely.
2: Thank you guys for having me.
0: And thank you all, you listeners, for joining us. And we hope to see you next week. See you guys. See ya.